What's up, football fans? It's me, your boy. Uh, no, welcome to another sports podcast. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Another Sports Podcast, a podcast where I talk about sports. Okay. So, um, background for the show, how it's going to go. Talk about NFL stuff for the most part. I mean, yes, it says sports in the title, but for the most part, NFL, NCAA, draft, um, all that sort of stuff. That being said, holy fucking shit, the league is on fire right now with all the trades that are going on before the trade deadline that is, as far as I understand, at the end of this month, which is, it's October right now. Today is October 16th. It's a Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, there's a lot of speculation about things that were going to happen as far as trades went. There are big names mentioned within the past, you know, couple of months, basically from the beginning of the preseason to now, there have been a lot of names that have been cycled through. The biggest one being Jalen Ramsey. And now we've seen that that, you know, even though Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, said, we don't want to trade him, I don't want to trade him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, his coach and GM and president of football operations decided that for him. Um, and kind of alienating Jalen Ramsey into not wanting to play there anymore. Uh, we got a little taste of this earlier in the offseason when Jalen Ramsey sat down with Bussin' with the Boys podcast. Uh, rest in peace to their social media guy, Matt Neely slash Titan Superfan. Um, yeah, he said they're like he's not going to give a discount. He rolled up in the Brinks truck before our training camp started. Like, obviously there's some stuff going on. He either wanted a lot of money or whatever because they had talked about trading him before last season. Um, before, comma, last season, not before last season. So he mentions that he, you know, he's from Tennessee. He loves Tennessee. Maybe he'll play for the Titans if he ends up getting traded. Um, or if he signs because at this point they had basically said, eh, we're probably not going to trade you. Well, as time goes on, whatever. But he said that the teams that he wanted to go to were Tennessee because he's from Tennessee. He would have gone to Vanderbilt if they had a track program that they did not. So he ended up going to FSU, Florida State. Um, and the other team was Vegas, the Vegas Raiders. Even though they're not in Vegas yet, that was a team that was on his list because uh, and his, his primary reason for some of that stuff was like tax reasons, which honestly, I kind of get. Like, I am by no means a super rich professional football player. Um, but if I was, I'd probably want to keep as much money as possible. Um, and I mean, you know, donate it instead of being taxed for it and you don't know where it's going. So those are the two. That started a whole bunch of speculation as to where he was going to go. And then we got all the stuff going on. I was like, okay, well, here's all these teams want to, you know, San Fran wants him, Seattle wants him. Uh, the, Ra the Rams kind of were in the conversation. But they weren't at the forefront, and the teams that were the most at the forefront were Kansas City, because Kansas City, Kansas City's defense slash its secondary is booty cheeks. It's trash. So why not get the best, if not one of the best corners in the league? Um, don't check PFF to look at his grade right now, because it is certainly not top of the league, but still a really good player, still a good dude, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so that was big speculation. These are the two teams that he's probably going to go to. He's either going to stay in the AFC, go to Kansas City, or he's going to go to Philly because Philly just is all about that action. They get who they want. They have all these players. Um, and they have, you know, the best front office in the league. Well, fast forward a couple months later, the former St. Louis Rams, the L.A. Rams, Sean McVay, the trim beard boy wonder, uh, they make a move. They make a, a prerequisite move by shipping Marcus Peters to Baltimore. And then as soon as that happened, a lot of people, all the league sources were like, oh, fuck, here we go. Jalen Ramsey, he's gone. He's gone to L.A. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation on Twitter uh, a couple hours after that was, okay, well, this, this trade kind of makes sense for the Rams. Like, they get good linebacker depth and Kenny Young. They get an extra pick, uh, which I think ended up being a conditional fifth. Um, that can become a fourth, and trade Marcus Peters, which, I mean, that's a decent value. You got a guy who is going to play the rest of the season, and then it's a free agent, and you're getting a pick and a player who's under, has more club control. So, like, that's a pretty fair trade. It's not amazing. It's not probably what you'd get at Marcus Peters' peak value, but it's better than nothing. And then um, Les Need, the GM of the Rams, decides, okay, let's pull the fucking trigger. Let's get the boy. Jalen Ramsey. So two firsts and a fourth go down to Jacksonville, and Jalen Ramsey, his back's going to suddenly become better. You know, he's going to be feeling good, and he's going to get paid in L.A., probably. Um, the one thing that I was thinking about in reference to this deal is oftentimes when players of this magnitude, this, you know, clout, get traded, when they get traded, it's with a new deal on the table, so one that we can think of recently is when Frank Clark got traded from Seattle to Kansas City, which, by the way, was an absolute fleece job by Seattle. So they have him on the, on the, fucking, on the franchise tag, and they trade him to Kansas City. Kansas City gives up a one, and they give up a two the next year. Seattle gives Frank Clark, and I think they gave up a mid-round pick. But that's a huge value for a guy Coming off, yes, a career year, 13 sacks, 13 and a half sacks. Um, but they had a deal in place on the table. So uh, that ended up being like 100 and something million over six years for Frank Clark. And so far, he has not played very well. Um, you know, you look up Frank Clark on Twitter just by mentions from Kansas City fans. Kansas City fans are not a fan of the deal uh, because it's so much money, so much of their cap going toward a guy who hasn't been very productive, is a part of probably the worst run defense in the NFL, not a very bad defense in the NFL just in general, taking up a huge chunk of your salary cap. So going back to Jalen Ramsey, just using that as an example, there's no deal on the table for Jalen Ramsey right now. And he has this year and then his fifth-year option will kick in next year. There will, there's no reason for the Rams to decline his second year or his fifth-year option because he's been an all-pro cornerback you know, or second team all pro or a pro bowler, even though pro bowl doesn't really mean anything anymore. He's really good. He's a name. Um, but the, yeah, the one thing I'd be wary of um, for fans of the LA Rams is um, you don't know if this guy's going to stick around and you're giving up a lot of draft capital for a guy who's not going who might not stick around. Um, you basically get the rest of this year, which we're really not sure who the Rams are this year. Uh, the collective, we, um, because they just, they, they're so hot and cold. A lot of teams seemed to have figured out what they do 
and why it's successful. Um, and it's shown they've been outcoached, they've been outplayed, they've been outschemed. Um, and yes, they, they made a, a smaller move in getting Austin Corbett from the Cleveland Browns, um, kind of a guy that can play center in both guard positions because that interior offensive line has been really, really bad this year. Um, yeah, absolute booty as far as their um, their playing. Their tackle play has been pretty good. They got um, Havenstein. I think they still have Havenstein, right? And um, what is it? White Boy Supreme, that big-ass white dude. Whitworth. Whitworth. Um, so, yeah, I think for all intents and purposes, that this deal is going to be good for the Rams. Um, but there, again, there's a chance that it won't be. Uh, and that's that just kind of is how it is with every trade. You just never know. Some guys go to a new team and they flourish. They do super well. Some players go to different teams and they don't do super well. But, I mean, Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's, such a, he's an amazing defensive coordinator. Um, and he's a big reason why... The Rams played, like, decently in the Super Bowl. Their defense did anyway. Their defense shut down Brady until basically the last drive of the game. Um, that also being said, another thing that concerns me about the trade for the Rams is they have invested a lot of money in not strange places, but places that they might have to reinvest. So they gave Jared Goff a shit ton of money, which... I don't necessarily agree with because Jared Goff is an average to slightly above average quarterback on talent alone, but scheme makes him a much better player. I mean, Sean McVay is the boy wonder, the trim beard, as I said earlier, but when you see him get shut down, when you see Sean McVay not have a whole lot going for him as far as scheme goes, like if a team obviously out-schemes the Rams' offense, Jared Goff struggles so hard. Um, so just keep in mind that there's a lot of money locked up in him. There's a lot of money locked up in Todd Gurley. Uh, could Todd Gurley be a trade candidate this offseason? Or you know, maybe they rework his deal to where a lot of his salary becomes a signing bonus so that they don't have to pay it over the course of the season so that way they can allocate money to re-sign Jalen Ramsey. That is also possible. Um, there's no one way to run a team but the Rams front office, Les Snead, has been a really, really good GM. Um, he's made some dumb moves, like trading up to get Tavon Austin. But he's made some really great moves, like reaching on Todd Gurley and getting basically an MVP candidate for two years of his career. Um, so all in all, the Rams aren't stupid. Their front office is amazing. Their coaching is amazing. This move most likely will turn things around. Um, but there have been some other, there's been some trade talk aside from Jalen Ramsey obviously being the big one, uh, and then the, pre, the prerequisite move of Peters going to Baltimore, which I think is a very underrated move because Baltimore has a really solid secondary. Not a great defense, they have great players on their defense, but their secondary is probably the best part about their defense. So I think he'll fit, he'll fit in great there. They lost Jefferson for the year with a torn ACL. Um, Earl Thomas is still playing at a very high level. Um, they've got Brandon Carr. They've got Marlon Humphrey at corner. And uh, I'm sure that somewhere in there, Marcus Peters is going to be filling in. 
Uh, we'll see if he gets his debut against Seattle this weekend. Um, you know, he just played in Seattle a couple weeks ago uh, in the Thursday night loss that the Rams took in Seattle. Wild game. Um, but yeah, I think Marcus Peters in the Baltimore system might actually get back to the Marcus Peter of old. Marcus Peters of old. Um, being the one in Kansas City where you know, he had a nine interception year. He was all like, yes, he was getting thrown at, but he was baiting so many quarterbacks into throwing at him that he got a lot of interceptions. Uh, we didn't really see that in LA. Um, there's a lot, a lot more zone stuff in LA. Um, but I'm sure there'll be a lot more man-to-man opportunities in Baltimore. So again, we'll see if he is activated for this next game or if they're going to give him a little time to absorb the playbook and kind of get things going in that way so that way he gets a full understanding and they can get him at full potential, not just necessarily kind of running around and figuring things out. Um, so some of the bigger names, there's some really big names on the block, actually. Uh, there was some speculation yesterday that Cleveland was going to pull off a trade to get Trent Williams yesterday, like during that day. But it didn't end up happening, so it's, it's speculative for now, but it's been a move that we've been talking about, um, the, the cumulative we, um, that, I mean, Trent Williams wants to move on. Washington has, uh, he feels disrespected and betrayed by the Washington organization, uh, doesn't want to be in the nation's capital anymore, which, I mean, I get. If you read a little more into the story about him and um, he had a, like a lump on his head, and the training staff's like, oh, it's just like a calcium deposit. It's just this. Don't worry about it. And he, it was bothering him all, see, like all off season. So he went to a different doctor. And like, yeah, this is a benign tumor that's on your head, and creating pressure. So good thing you came in because you know, go for too long. Guess it's benign, but there's a chance that maybe something bad could happen. And he's like, yo, fuck this place. They lied to me about this. You know. Who knows what could have happened if he just kept playing with that. Um, so he has said from the offseason on that he doesn't want to play in Washington. He doesn't feel comfortable playing for Washington, uh, which honestly I get. Uh, Daniel Snyder is the worst owner in the NFL, maybe the worst owner in NFL history. He has mismanaged his team. He has buried it into the ground. He has destroyed his cap. He's disrespected a lot of people as well as far as like the name change speculation went um yeah not a fan i really hope trent williams gets out of there but there was speculation that you know what teams would he have gone to and cleveland was always at the top of the list so it's not surprising at all to hear that cleveland is making a push right now to get him because greg robinson um has not been playing super well and when you get a guy who's going to be a future hall of famer and is still going to be playing at a high level to fill in for a guy who, uh, yes, had a pretty good season last year after being a first-round bust. That's great, but you know, throw him at right tackle, have him be a depth guy. He's still a good player, and you don't have him on that a million or eleven million dollar deal that you had him on initially in the offseason. They cut Robinson and then knew that they were going to resign him just for a cheaper deal. Uh, and maybe this whole time that was with keeping in mind that eventually they would be getting Trent Williams. So Trent Williams is probably going to be the next big puzzle piece to be moved. Another one coming up is probably going to be Leonard Williams, the defensive lineman for the New York Jets. Uh, was a top five pick a couple of years ago for the New York football Jets. Um, and it just it hasn't really worked out. Like He's a good player. He's a guy that played a lot of 4-3 in college, 
but switch to 3-4 in the pros. So, you know, you're used to seeing all these stats, you're used to seeing all this dominance from a certain position, but he's not J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is, you know, the the dude as far as a 3-4 defensive end goes. He's had 20-sack seasons, he's had so much success. That's what the Jets thought they were going to get. They did not. Um, and then with the drafting of Quinn and Williams, it was basically made clear that, hey, we, we know where we want our defensive line to go, and maybe uh, Leonard Williams is not going to be a part of that. And, you know, he's had a pretty good season this year. Quinton Williams has been hurt for most of the year, so that's why more speculation is coming out now is as Quinton Williams gets healthier, Leonard Williams is going to be on his way out. So what teams could Leonard Williams go to? Uh, I don't think he's going to go to a 3-4 team. Uh, just my opinion off the top of my head, I think you're going to get probably the most versatility if he goes to a 4-3 team. He's going to be able to play inside. He's going to be able to play outside. Probably outside on obvious rundowns. Or, or, yeah, on obvious rundowns. And then move him to inside as an interior pass rusher on obvious passing downs. That's not to say that that's exactly what's going to happen. But that's probably what should happen as far as getting the most potential out of him. So uh, four or three teams that probably would need him. Uh, I think Seattle would be a great spot for him. You know, he gets to, there's the USC connection, which I don't know how frayed that is with Pete Carroll and former USC players just because of that whole debacle before he went to Seattle. Um, but that, that predates Leonard Williams pretty far. Uh, I think he'd be a great rotational guy. He's probably going to get time starting at um, right end and then would make his way inside for pass plays. Uh, I think that would be a great move for both teams, but it's just what is the cost because uh, it'd be kind of a rental deal because he's only under contract under for the rest of this year. And then after this, who knows? Who knows where he ends up? So I think that has a great potential. Uh, Seattle, I think Kansas City could really, really, really use him because, man, that defensive line gets pushed around. And even though, like, say what you want about Leonard Williams as far as him being a bust or whatever, he's a big body that can move the line around and that's what they need throw him and chris jones um you know at the uh at tackles uh you know switch him around to maybe he plays defensive end a little bit uh switches around and makes plays with frank clark maybe that opens up uh, i think leonard williams is going to be have that f the play up um potential it's going to be at its highest if it's in a 4-3 defense another one that could make sense is um the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Philly, while they have good D-line depth and usually have just have good depth all around, you can always add, and they're always looking to retool that defense. They just cut Zach Brown. Uh, yes, he's a linebacker, but, you know, there are a lot of things that could help uh, fill that void. Um, so, yeah, that's another spot that I could see Leonard Williams ending up. So those are what? Two NFC, one AFC. Let's try to think of one more AFC team that could use Leonard Williams. Uh, I mean, well, I don't think that they're going to trade in division. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, another one that can make sense, even though it is 3-4, is Houston. Houston Texans, they've been flashing a lot. They've looked really good. They've finally been able to protect Deshaun Watson. So he's been able to kind of reach his potential more. So I think that would be another really good spot for um, him would be, you know, get on that line with J.J. Watt, learn something from them. You're going to open up pass rushers behind you, like Winnie Merciless, um, 
I mean, even though Marquevious Mingo and Jacob Martin, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, aren't playing a whole lot, you know, you have a big guy that's going to eat up space, get penetration, F the play up, and open up opportunities for other players. Um, that's, that's another guy I could see, or that's another team that I could see him making an impact with. Uh, and there are a lot of players that are speculatively on the, uh, on the chopping block as far as being traded goes. Um, and it's, there's really a question of who is going to be the next fire sale. So Miami kind of was a fire sale, like not completely, but there was speculation that was going to be, but it ended up not really working out that way. Um, so the, the teams in question for, you know, are they going to have a fire sale? Are they not going to are, uh, more recently I've heard have been the Denver Broncos, even though they just won. And honestly, I I personally don't think the Broncos are going to do that. I think if, they, if they're going to trade anyone, they're probably going to trade maybe one player in a move that's going to make sense um, as far as, like, you know, um, getting the most draft capital for a player that maybe is under contract for a couple of years, not just dumping guys off and getting whatever, like, you know, scraps you can get for them. Um, so some guys from there that I could see getting moved, Von Miller, because you could still get... He's going to get, be under club control for, I think, two or three more years after this year. So, you know, you're getting a guy who, yes, he's not as good as he was, but he's still an elite player, elite edge defender, and he can play in a 4-3, can play in a 3-4. It doesn't really matter. He's going to be good and make plays anyway. Um, Von Miller is a guy who could be moved from there that I could see like that happening more realistically. And then the other realistic trade that I could see happening for them is if they traded Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver, even though he is a free agent after this year. I just think, you know, this, this, the league has become such more of a passing league. Emmanuel Sanders has been a really good wide receiver for such a long time. Why not bring the guy in, uh, especially for a team that's a contender? You know, uh, a San Francisco would make sense. A New England would make sense. A Seattle would make sense. Um... And, but that's, at the same time, a lot of players that get traded are typically traded to contenders or, like, consistent contenders. Those are the teams that usually want to buy the most, and then the teams that want to sell the most are the teams that are shitty right now and basically want to reload. So those are the two players from that team that I could see being moved. As far as location goes for Von Miller, that is... If that feels pretty up in the air to me. Um, I mean, again, it's going to be contenders on either side. Or it could be, like, a team that just has a ton of cap space. So, actually, a, a move that would make a lot of sense to me as far as where Von Miller could go is the um, the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. That move makes a lot of sense. Get more get more pass rush. Yes, they have good players. They've got Jabal Sheard. they got Kamoko Ture. They've got... Um, Justin Houston, they've got really good pass rushers already, but holy shit, you get Von Miller in there, and you kind of on the on the streak they've been going, that makes a ton of sense. They have an exorbitant amount of cap space, so that move makes a lot of sense. Um, another big name out there, who there's there's been no confirmation as to whether or not he's going to be put on the trade block is Cam Newton, because Kyle Allen, little Kyle Allen has been balling, minus the fact that he fumbles literally anytime he's touched. The guy 
has been a really good player. Like, he's been managing games. He's been getting the ball to his playmakers. He's been, aside from his fumbles, not turning the ball over, not putting his receivers or the ball in precarious places when passing. Um, the, and, and the team is hot right now. The team was not hot with Cam Newton at quarterback, primarily because he was injured. Now they're giving him adequate time to you know recover and whatever. But when he gets healthy, doesn't make sense to trade him. He's got, I think, two years left on his contract. That's Those are two good years that someone... The guy's a former MVP. You can't deny Cam Newton's talent. You can't say he's a scrub. He's not a scrub. He's been hurt. He's been super hurt. He usually isn't hurt over the course of his career, so this is kind of a new thing for him. Uh, I think, for the most part, this is kind of an overreaction on people's parts, but, again, this is hypothetical. If Cam Newton gets traded, what teams make sense for him? Uh, and also, you'd have to keep in mind that Kyle Allen becomes a free agent after this year, so if he continues to play well for the Panthers, and he wants to stay there, and if the Panthers want to keep him because he's used to the system, he's used to the players, blah, 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 you're going to have to pay him quite a bit of money. Um, this could be a Jimmy Garoppolo sort of situation to where, you know, the guy, you see him potential, you see him flashes, and then when he plays, he plays pretty well, but are you going to overpay him? Are you going to pay him a ton of money? I don't know. I don't know if Kyle Allen is that dude, but I also don't know if that's the sort of thing that he's going to want. Um, so teams that Cam Newton, Cam Newton could go to, the first one that comes to mind is Tennessee, because Tennessee looks awful right now. They have the second worst rated offensive line in the league. Yes, they got um, Nashville's dad, Taylor, Taylor Lawan back, but oh my goodness, did that, did that O-line get pummeled by Buffalo, and did they get pummeled by Denver? Does Buffalo have the best defense in the AFC? No. They have the second-best defense in the AFC. They have, they have a very, very good defense, so... Any offensive line is probably going to struggle against that team. Is Denver a top defense? No. They have a really good defensive coach. They have some really good defensive players. But holy crap. I mean, and you have so much money invested in the offensive line in Tennessee. That's an underrated fire sale team right there. You have a ton of money locked up in Lawan. You have a ton of money locked up in the left guard that just signed from L.A. Saffold. You have a ton of money, a ton of money locked up in Malcolm Butler, former Super Bowl hero for the uh, New England Patriots. That's a team that I, there's a lot of disorder. They have a really bad stadium. They have ownership that's unsure about a lot of things. They have a team that's kind of falling apart. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, Mariota has... I think the Mariota era is over, and I think he's headed toward being just a, a really solid backup. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to come in. Could he win them some games? Absolutely. Could Mariota, you know, by the same extension, come back after Tannehill has a bad game and play okay? Yes. But why not bring in a guy who's been an MVP, who's played with shitty alliance, who's been a baller for his whole career? And a guy who can escape pressure really, really well that isn't afraid of contact. Um, Cam Newton to the Tennessee Titans makes a lot of sense. They have a decent amount of draft capital. They still have an okay amount of cap space to where they can make it happen. Um, but, I mean, it could make sense to where uh, one of the people involved in this trade would be an offensive lineman from Tennessee. Um, being, like, one of their bigger contributors as far as O-line goes. And those two being Saffold and Lawan, Because... Yes, the O-line for Carolina has been better this year, but last year they were really, really bad. 
why not add an extra dude or two to uh, make that O-line a little bit better, maybe get a little bit of draft capital along the way and trade a quarterback over to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that move, that move just makes a lot of sense to me. That's not to say that it's going to happen. That's not to say that Cam Newton is for sure going to get traded. But in the event that Cam Newton gets traded, it makes a lot of sense for him to end up on a team like Tennessee that still, they haven't given up. They want to win. They just have kind of backed themselves into a corner to where they they flash. You know, they'll have one really good game and they'll have two horrible games. And kind of the that in-between thing is, well, get a quarterback that's consistent. Maybe that's going to help you and maybe that's going to push you over the top to where, okay, we can compete in the AFC South now. We're not going to be, you know, the doormat for this division or for this conference. So yeah, those are those are the big names that that's the big names that have been traded. Those are some big names that are going to maybe be traded. Uh, again, it's all speculative right now, but the the one probably guarantee that we have is that Trilliams is going to be leaving. There's always surprises around this time. There are always players that are like, oh man, like they're going to get traded. Okay, I guess there are a lot of moments like that as well. So you know, keep, I'll, I'll keep my ear to the ground and keep everyone updated as to what I'm hearing, as to what the news is. But this has been just kind of the the inaugural episode, the brief run through of what the trade market has been like so far and where I think the trade market is going. So, um, yeah, if you have questions, feel free to leave a comment, uh, you know, tweet them our way and uh, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast repository you're using. Or if you're into it, you can subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe because that looks better for me and for the show, and it helps me get up the charts. So this has been another sports podcast with Jake Sheridan. Thanks for listening.